want is an opportunity. This is America, ain't it? Who the fuck's stopping you? This is Bootlegging, where each week we will discuss HBO's original series, Boardwalk Empire. Grab a glass of your favorite libation, and let's do a little chin-wagging. This is going to be on the air. Mm. Warming up the throat, and we're going to... Let's see, I can do... And we are back. Um, so this is kind of part two of part two of having having the beast from the east on. Uh, we are here for part... Oh, sorry, not part. Episode... Um, Oh, what is this? Eight? Is this episode eight? This is I, ESPN Day Ocho. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Day Ocho. Okay. <laughs> and this is episode eight um, of Boardwalk Empire. Um, this is your host, Colton, and I have a the same special guest on from the last episode. Uh, Victor's helping me out in a crunch. I am in talks with it. I swear to God. I swear to God. People believe me. I am in talks with a, a special guest. It's a six-hour time difference. And Damn. yes, it is not working out, but I promise he is, well, he is promising to be on it. I'm excited about it. But in the meantime, we have our favorite guest host, Victor on, uh, Victor, introduce yourself for people. If this is their first episode. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is Victor again. Um, I will say former host, but I guess I'm still the host of the <laughs> Dig and Dexter podcast, Dig and Six Feet Under, and to steal a line from your co-host, uh, if I could say this episode oh, is... Oh, God! Oh, you didn't see this coming? <laughs> I didn't even think about it! Uh. <laughs> this episode uh, is explosive. 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 Explosive shit. Which... Explosive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got we got to add you got you got to add a sound there because I'm gonna try to edit in where it's just like boosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And you you and me, I said we, it. I said it. I think you know last episode. I maybe I, I texted you with. No, that. it was like a month ago. You were like, dude. You're like Chris's saying is gonna be so awesome. <laughs> and Chris just got in yesterday from the cruise, so he couldn't be on today. Uh I wish I would have him on right now just for that. So I'm going to message him like tomorrow and be like, hey, I just need you to say explosive, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so we are in for the new episode. And it is it is uh, a explosive episode, obviously. It really is. Um. So now, did you because I do this and I know that you are kind of the same as uh, me, whatever it comes to this. Whenever it's episode titles, trying to figure out where that goes into play with the episode. Now, what did you get from the title from this? And obviously, you know, you're a big, you're a bigger fan than I am. So, you know, this episode, and I, I think from here on out for this season, I have no idea what they're referring to. The finale, I have no idea. The eleventh episode, the, the the second to last episode of this season. That's that is one that has gotten me forever. The name of the episode is Two Imposters, but to stick with this episode, the pony. I mean, I know what we're talking about. You know, the pony figuratively is um, the pony that they're trying to buy for Nucky's daughter, uh, Margaret's daughter, right? 
and there's another reference to a pony in this episode that's uh, escaping me right now, but I have no idea. I feel like this episode should have been called Interloper. Okay. You know, like that's if I was like, you know, the nobody writing this episode. But the pony, I- I'm assuming you have something. So, and I'm probably going out on a whim by saying this. You are part, okay, you're partially, you are on to something. Okay, so yes, we do have the pony um, with Margaret's daughter. But then um, Billy talks about how the pony in the uh, Broadway world is at a oh, chorus yeah, yeah. line. It is the comic relief is apparently right. called the pony. And so apparently that's what she was kind of known as is the pony. So now is the title a reference to her? Because this episode really kind of we get to explore more and we'll get into this more as 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 the episode goes along. But this is probably one of the biggest uh, heavy handed episodes for Billy this season. And unfortunately, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched the episode, it's also the last episode. Right. So um, that's where maybe I'm getting it is the title of the episode is kind of an homage to her where it's it's a yeah. dedication to her. If maybe and and like I said, I'm probably like I'm reaching out there like I'm grabbing at stuff. I, I could be wrong. I would no, like yeah, to, I, I got nothing. I got nothing from it. Um, I would love to hear what the hell you get for each of the ne- the remaining episode because the next episode is the milkmaid's lot, and I have no idea what that is. I'm like, gonna figure something out. I'm just gonna yeah. pull, I'm gonna start pulling stuff, and you're gonna be like, <laughs> "Oh my god, you're right." <laughs> I'm gonna say like connecting things. Like, what is it, Charlie and um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he's like connecting yeah. dots. And things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna be doing that. <laughs> um. So the title of the episode is The Pony. There's m- several references to it, but uh, and we'll get into that as the episode goes along. <clears throat> um, now, for this episode, I've kind of got it broken down into four uh, storylines. I've got Nucky, which is, uh, once again, the biggest. Uh, Jillian, which also go- coincides with Jip. And Agent Michael Shannon slash Chicago, because that's going to be Capone and Shannon, because... Um, it, I feel like, and I don't want to do spoiler alerts or anything like that. I feel like Agent Michael Shannon and Capone are going to start to be meeting up a little bit more as the show progresses along. Sure. And so then I also have Margaret's storyline because she kind of has her own storyline with Daredevil. Um, so I want to kind of start with. I guess the two minor characters in this, uh, which is going to be uh, Agent Michael Shannon in Chicago slash Margaret's story. Um, that's where I would kind of like to start the first okay. half. And then we can end with Nucky and Jillian slash Jip story because those definitely go there. Those are hand in hand the entire yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to, I, I want to go ahead and start with. My fa- uh, honestly, I'm going to start with Agent, I'm going to start with Agent Michael Shannon in Chicago because that's actually my favorite of the episode. In all honesty, this is actually my favorite storyline of the entire episode, which sounds yeah. weird, but I really like this whole the Chicago buildup and everything like that. I really like it. Um, now, we haven't seen Michael Shannon in a couple episodes, and we've seen him this season, but it's been I think two episodes since we've seen him, if, if I remember right. And this is what Boardwalk is kind of known for. You will go four or five episodes of of not seeing a character. Like we haven't seen Milky in two episodes. Um, 
Yeah. There's just it, it kind of comes and goes. At one point, we weren't seeing Lucky at all, and now all of a sudden, we see Lucky twice this episode. So it's kind of a come and go. Now, obviously, Michael Shannon is a big character in this series, and uh, we're getting to see him and uh, Al Capone. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and just start with uh, Michael Shannon's part of it. So he's getting more into the bootlegging business at this point. Like, not to the point where it's just like, hey, I kind of know about it. Like, the dude's actually producing at this point. And so he has Banya, who is coming in and giving him an actual steal to um, make booze in his house. Now, uh, out of curiosity, have you ever actually seen a steal? No, I've never... The closest I've ever seen alcohol being made in any form is uh, the the almost like the the window panes they they have at breweries sometime. Okay, which they don't. I don't see anything. I just see big silver vats. So right, right, right. So I mean, it, you know me. Um, I've I've made beer before. I've never I've I've never made um, booze before, but I've actually done some research on it. Uh, I would actually really like, and I don't care if this is on the air or not. I actually am looking into like making my own alcohol just to try it out. Sure. What they have is a real steel. Like that is straight up. That's legitimately how you actually make it. You heat the idea behind a steel is you heat, you make a wart the same as you make beer. Um, you you get the alcohol content to a certain amount inside that wart. Alcohol uh, evaporates faster than water does, and so that alcohol vapor rolls up into that little spiral coil. That's that what I'm looking see. at now. Right. It rolls up into that. It cools down, and when it cools down, it drips out. And so that's what drips out is the alcohol. And whenever you hear something is um, like four times uh, steeled, it's they take that product, they redo it again and again and again, and that's how you filter it. Um, it's it's an it's an interesting process. It's obviously very dangerous as well because you've heard of people going blind by drinking ether versus ethanol. So yeah. Um, there, it, it's not the safest way of doing things, but yeah, uh, I thought that was so. The fact that Michael Shannon is willing to do this is was kind of a surprise. Well, he has to do this, no? Right, he owes him a favor, but it's right. like of all things, we're we're starting with Michael Shannon from episode one of Boardwalk Empire to George Mueller, who is. <laughs> Making booze in his... I mean, let's go ahead and be real. Of all the characters in Boardwalk Empire, Michael Shannon is the one that is making the biggest... Like, his character's made the biggest development. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I, I would I would say that at least, right? I mean, I literally have it here in my notes. Like, what good writing or, or irony that Agent Michael Shannon went from the most staunch against alcohol to now he's literally making it. <laughs> and yeah, by the still- end... And by the end of this episode, he's selling it on his own. So he's on like complete <laughs> right. like the whole thing about Breaking Bad. Spoiler alert: is he goes from like Mister Chips to Scarface, and he's done that in twenty four, thirty two episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's gone from I will fucking chop your head off if you smell like alcohol to like, hey, do you want to buy some? <laughs> like you know? No, that's I, I, that's exactly what I have. Because the thing is, is he gets mad at one point with his wife because uh, his wife at one point is like, oh, I've been making my own with orange peels, which, by the way, sounds amazing. So It really does. Let me uh, give you a hot tip. If you ever want your house to smell good, boil a pot of water, orange peels, and cinnamon. 
Oh, if that sounds want, like Christmas. And if you want to throw in clovers, I'm telling you, it is the greatest way to get your house to smell good, but you don't need the clovers. You can just do orange peels and cinnamon. It is amazing. It makes your house hot because, you know, you got that stove on the whole time, but it's really good. Just boil fabulosa. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> Not do you even, really? Not no. even gonna lie. <laughs> I don't. Hold on. Hold on. I don't hear my old office. I straight up had like an incense thing. I would just put in Fabulosa. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. That shit smells so good. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> wow, that is so funny. <laughs> um, but now I've had orange orange liqueur before, and orange liqueur is really good. And um, there's this uh, – so uh, my wife, Meg, she's Korean, and there's this uh, – there's a Korean um, lick. it's – I say liquor. It's called soju. It's a wine, but it's a really strong wine. It's like 20% alcohol. Right. But um, it's, it's also made – there's a form of it that's made with tangerine pills, and oh my god, it is so good. Like it is – it's like it's essentially vodka, but with tangerine in it, and it is so good. It's made with sweet potatoes and something else. I'm oh, I could drink that shit all day. It's <laughs> so good. I thought it was interesting that he's like upset that she's making it, but then all of a sudden she's like, "Well, no, it's not for our consumption." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for the Norwegians, <laughs> and, he's just, <laughs> and at that point he's like, "Oh well, okay." Like he's cool with it. Yeah. Let me ask you something that completely escaped my memory as to why. There are two kids in the scene. Is she, are they watching a kid for someone else? I thought he has two kids. Okay, I thought... But from I, where? Okay, I thought he has the kid with uh, Lucy. Yeah. And I thought that the between season... Now, and me and Chris have talked about this. Between season two and... Or, I'm sorry, season one is... No, 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 no. I am, I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. Between season two and season three... I thought that him and Norwegian girl had a baby. Yeah, that's I'm like shocked. I don't. I feel like she must be watching one, or she she had one on her own. I think they, they had. They a baby. I think they had a baby. Hold on, no, no. no. I, I, I'm gonna say no because I don't think they've had sex yet. And there's a yes, spo- no. Yes, they had. Yo, yes, they have. Remember, because at one point is that when she he comes to bed at night and she's like, "Who are you?" It was like three or four episodes ago. She crawls on top of him and is like, okay. and is like, I'm gonna make you feel like a man, or something like that. So, but wouldn't wouldn't that lead you to believe that that was the first time they had sex? Because this was a no. very no. It just makes me think that they don't have sex that often. <laughs> sure. I, I no, that'd be real. Like I don't think. I, no, no, I know you're right. You're right. Which is weird because of all things, Michael Shannon's a prude about a bunch of stuff in this uh, series, but. He's not a prude about sex, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, I th- I think that he has two kids. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, before we get into his ending, because I, I want to talk about his ending actually here in a minute. Um, we also see that uh, Gran Torino is back in... Uh, Chicago. He's been on a, um, I don't know what to call it. Uh, wow, what is it? Oh, what is that term? A, a, a sabbatical. Sabbatical. Yeah, <laughs> he's been on a sabbatical in uh, Italy, in the home country, and he is back. Um, he's not mad at how Capone's been running things, but he's not happy. 
it's very weird the role Gran Torino takes this season and next. Oh my season. god! I can't believe you're saying. I, I know. We're just gonna keep going. We're, 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 go, we're going. With, we're going with the tide here. Um, this is if the I say best his real name. Of this entire podcast. <laughs> if I say his real name, no one know what I'm talking about. Um, I feel like I never know how he is. I almost feel like he's like uh, what's his name, an American Psycho, like Patrick Bateman. Like every scene, he plays it different because you think he's really mad at him, and then all of a sudden he's like Al. You're going to be lead on this. Like, you know what? I, I never know how he's feeling, Gran Torino. I, I actually, that is a really, that is a really random observation, but that is a very good observation because I feel that, because we've talked about that before, like in season two, where it's just like, he's like, oh, he's like, my bunions are wrapped up. He's like, <laughs> you take the lead. And then it's like two episodes later, he's like, kill the fucker. And it's like, wait, yeah. what? Yeah. And I, I may be bringing some of the later season's knowledge into this because there's a, a point in season four where it's the biggest mystery as to why Gran Torino acts the way he does. I know, I know I'm talking about later stuff here, but this episode reminded me of it because like when he comes back, is he mad at – like yeah, like, like you said, is he mad at Capone or is he like really happy with him? Like I, said, I don't think he's mad. I just think that – okay, if, I'm, I'm trying to think how to word this. I – you have your job. I have my job. Okay. Um, we both have supervisors. We both have people that are ahead of us, right? How you want to run things at your job is not the same way that your supervisor may want to run things. Sure. I kind of feel that that is Capone and uh, Gran Torino. And I think that Gran Torino is kind of that person that is realizing, hey, he wants to run things differently. I'm not going to be here that much longer because he's obviously wanting to retire. He's he's yeah. older. He's he's talking about like philosophy and being like uh, page or not patriotic. Um, philamper 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 tree an interloper. Yeah, yeah there we phila- go. Philanthropy. There we go. <laughs> um, that I kind of feel like he is kind of in that mentality where he's like, you know what? Let him run it the way he wants to run it. Like he's he doesn't agree with it obviously because Capone is a lot more um, and, and we know just even from history Capone is a lot more of a violent, um, strong-headed person, right? Than uh, Gran Torino was because I mean it was uh, J- John or uh, uh, Joe right? It's oh my god! It's uh, Boss Torino. Um, what is his first name? Oh my god! Johnny. He hates. He hates Johnny he hates, Torrio. Right. Johnny, yes, Johnny. <laughs> I was thinking Joe, but Joe is uh, Pizzaretti. So um, <laughs> no, uh, uh, Johnny. But he's. A, th- this is a real person. This was a real life, you know, person. Yeah. You know, and so I just feel that they just run things obviously differently. But I, th- I feel like that he's kind of letting Capone run his own thing, and we see that because at. A certain point here in this episode, after they've he's come back, Capone's you know talked with him. They go and meet with Banya at a at a meat yard. Which, by the way, I was and I read this on um, AV Club, and I actually and I I was agreeing with it before I even read it. I was so happy I have it in my notes. They they make Chicago look so good, like yeah. so bad yeah. but so good. With yeah. that meat market, like I, 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 my my living room stunk watching that <laughs> that say, scene. I know exactly what you're talking about. Absolutely, yeah. And them walking around this meat market, which 
is god awful, but it's so realistic. Like yeah. if you've ever been to Chicago, and if you, like uh, uh, me and Meg, we were there last year, and we did a tour of it. They were talking to us like when we did that tour. They were like, you know, at certain points in this area, like people couldn't walk through without vomiting, and we were like, what? And they were just like, yeah, they're like over here. It would be like the 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 meat market, and next to it would be the like the garbage disposal center, like basically like with like the the runoff and all this. And we we're like, oh, oh god. god, yeah, no. And they're like, because that's why that river runs through. Like it would wash it all away. D- disgusting. Chicago was a disgusting place at one point. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful city now. Love Chicago. Shout out. And you lost your Chicago listeners. Fuck. <laughs> no, seriously. Chicago's a great city. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love yeah. it. But it's the same as Houston. Trust me. It is the same. Houston was disgusting in the early 1900s. <laughs> Chicago was kind of – it was the same way. The same as New York was absolutely disgusting. Sure, until the, sure. Until the 80s, okay? Like, well, I was going to say, New, York, New York's only been really nice. It's always been the center for whatever, but – yeah, New York's only had its recent to like yeah, like thirty years ago, which ain't that long ago if you think about things, you know. Right. So to see this side of Chicago, this is what I love about this show. It's making yeah. it realistic, and him. And, uh, we have Banya and Capone actually finally meeting up because. Torio goes, he, he does his little speech about Pompeii, which was very cool to see. Um, Agent Michael Shannon was the only person that knew about Pompeii. They knew it, the, yeah. Because I mean, they're all meatheads. you know. Right, all... exactly. <laughs> but him sitting in the back holding that case and then talking <laughs> about, okay, so I got, I got creeped out two times in this episode. Both times was by Michael Shannon. Him holding that case and talking about Pompeii, where he's just like, uh, it was a city in 79 AD, and he's like going on. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, and I'm going to go over the second time in a minute. Yeah. But Capone and Bing are actually having an understanding, and I, I blame some of this because of, um, of Gran Torino. Now, where it's going to go from here, you know, at this point, we don't know. You know, it, I, I kind of know where it's going to go. Sure, but sure. As of right now, it kind of looks like, hey, maybe they are actually having an understanding, if I'm not mistaken, like what I'm seeing right now, right? I mean, they kind of leave off camera like, hey, let's bury the hatchet, and they just kind of look at each other, and they just sort of, uh, uh, like, uh, their looks agree, their facial expressions that they agree. Right. Now, what that actually means, I actually don't remember what it means. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I did have something, uh, do you ever, you, you watch The Office a lot? Do you remember the episode where Michael Scott goes to Jamaica and he comes back and he has a thing in his hair and he just <laughs> yeah. can't he can't stop going hot 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 yeah. right and all that stuff? I had Torio the same way because like the way he settles the O'Banion and uh, oh Al Capone beef and when he comes back like that first scene with him because all he is he's like. You know, in Naples, they don't do this. They do this. And he's telling some story. It's the same. Because Michael Scott's like, you know, the Jamaicans don't have a word for impossible. And it's like, yeah, it's impossible. (laughs) Um, Just the way he's like, he couldn't like talk about anything besides his trip. Like, and it's like all he knows now, like Pompeii, Vesuvio. uh, You know, he's even like, I know I had some espresso. I'm okay. (laughs) All I'm imagining now is... Grand Torino with a little. <laughs> he's got the little bead in it, and he, but he's still got the hat on, <laughs> and he's just it's just like dangling out like it's yeah. just like, it's just 
<laughs> it's just like, yeah. It's like not even woven because it's only one bead. Because he not have enough hair. <laughs> but really, like, he couldn't stop talking. It's kind of like, hey, let's, uh, let's talk about like he what finally, happened. He finally got to see another country outside of America. And so yeah. now he's, his horizons are opened. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like the Italians don't have a word for sleep. They just call it rest. It's like, okay, like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good observation, actually. I'm just a met. I just I can't get that over. I know. I love it. that little one bead. <laughs> uh, and Shannon, I only have one other thing with him, and this is my second creep out of the entire episode. Is uh, Agent Michael Shannon? He's in this like. How do I describe? It's a, it, I have it in my notes. It's it's uh, the salesman meeting. Sure. But Practice. It's these are it's like, like a seminar. The most, these are the most like machismo men ever, and I get it. It's the forties. I get it. It's oh no no. This is even this is the thirties. I'm sorry, the twenties, the twenties, not even the thirties, the twenties. I get their machismo. I, they're salesmen and stuff like that. But it's just like over the top obnoxious. I'm just like really like this is really how dudes used to talk at work. Because like me and like who I am, I'm just like. I can't imagine. Like some of it, I'm like, I'm laughing at. I'm like, okay, they're busting each other's balls. Like it's kind of funny. But then there's certain things they're saying. I'm just like, really, like this is what y'all are fucking talking about. Do you want to talk to me? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, I want to hit you with a fucking. Iron I wanted right now. to do that to you. I was like, I, I don't know what my what my opening is going to be, but I, I'm going to say something in that voice because oh, oh god. my god, I I have here like I'm a rather calm dude, but I completely get. Why? I mean, there's 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 again, there's what there's 32 episodes of build up to this point, um, but oh my god, I totally get it. I mean, would I ever go that far? No. I mean, you could go to jail for what he did, right? I mean, I, there's yeah. no way you can't not put is an it, iron to a guy's face and not is go it, to jail. Is it worth it? Maybe. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so I, I I always forget this is the episode he hulks out. And he hulk. Oh my he god, that's exactly green. what yeah, I have in yeah, my notes. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I was just, I wrote, uh, Shady goes in berserker mode. <laughs> yeah, he just, I mean, he, just the way he's picking, I mean, he's like a giant. He's like King Kong almost, the way he's acting, like, you <laughs> he's know. The, yeah. <laughs> okay, hold and he's on, holding, hold like, on. an iron in his hand, and he's just, ah. <laughs> hold on, before we get to there, okay, so, hold on. <laughs> so, um,. He's having this salesman meeting. They're they're like practicing their their wording or whatever. The the sales guy he gets put up with for this practice session is just an asshole. And he's like at first it's kind of funny. I'm like, "Okay, I could see myself doing that where it's like um he's just like, "Hello." And he's like, "Well, you can't ring the doorbell." Okay, I get it. Like it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it's kind of being funny. I get it. But then at a certain point, like he's just like, "All right, dude, you're being an asshole at this point." Yeah. And then he says something along – I think the wording is like um, – uh, it, it's something along the lines of, I hope you can screw your wife better than you can sell or something Wait, like that. Wait, he says – I ho- yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope you do sell dildos because if you screw like you sell, your, you, you'll need a dildo. Something like that. Something like that. Like way over the line. <laughs> like 100% over the line. So Agent Michael Shannon decides to turn the dude's face into a grilled cheese sandwich and just, like, just sizzle it. Bam. Oh, my God. And sizzles it. 
and the guy's like, I'm not even gonna lie. And on AV Club, uh, the person that was doing the review for this episode was like, "I've never been so satisfied hearing a cry and a whimper in an episode," <laughs> because the entire time you hear the guy in the background going like, "Ah, ah." Yeah, it, it, all it's his whimpering in the background. It's satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I I had this, and while I was watching this, like again, I always forget this is the episode, but as soon as that guy's voice like turns up, it's like, "Oh yeah." Um, and I had it here, and this is I, I, I typed this in all caps, so this is how you know I was like in the moment. I just type "iron in the fucking face." Agent Michael Shannon wins the Iron Throne. <laughs> <laughs> I was just feeling it so much. I can't um, show you because we're on Skype, but if I could, I would show you on mine. I have all caps. It just says "Agent Michael Shannon, be reasonable." Because. <laughs> <laughs> His boss, of all things, his boss just goes, George, be reasonable. Is that what he said? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. That's really funny. And I was that's like, really, really be reasonable? That's what you're going to go with? You know what I just realized, too, while we were talking is he has this freak out after this, the, the the deal in Chicago, right? And it's just sort of like it's yes. pent up. It's built up, pent up aggression. It's not really at this guy. It's just life for him. Um, not, I don't, not oh, ha- oh, I don't think well, you, that. You don't. You think it's just this guy? I no no no. I think it's. I think I think this guy just happens to be this dude. I think that's that he's a catalyst. That's all that it is. I think that Agent Michael Shannon knows I can go and work for Banya, and I don't give a shit about this job anymore. I think that's what snaps in his head. Is he's just like you know what? I don't give a shit. I can go and do this. The only reason why I disagree is because when he comes home, he's, he's like, we he's need, we to, need uh, to leave. And his wife is like, no, no, we can make money this no, no, way now. I'm not saying that it's, it's it's rational in his head. I'm not saying that. But I think that's what he's thinking. It's just like, you know what? I don't fucking care. Like, I, I have it the same way I had Nucky where it's like he just got – he thinks he got bitched out by like Carnegie uh, – by Andrew Mellon. And he just kind of goes there, and I know we're gonna we're, we'll get there. But uh, right. when he bitches out Billy's actor, uh, I think it's the same way. He's just like so fed up with being told what to do and everything. That's why he freaks out and 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 does that. Okay, um, interesting. Huh. My while it's really funny to see him hulking out and everything. My favorite part of it is at the end of the scene, the guys who are behind the glass because everyone runs away, um, and. That's it. The guy who's standing next to the boss who says, George, be reasonable, he's holding a letter opener. <laughs> I saw it. It's yeah. He's just like yeah. this. That's my like, favorite call part. The, I think he says, we'll call the police. Yeah, yeah. And listen, I'm going to say it again. I don't know if you caught it this episode. The scene starts with that phone ringing three times, and it yes. ends with the same ring. It's all season prevalent. What does it mean? I don't know. There's another song we're gonna another sound in this episode we're gonna get to that is so pre- prominent in this uh, season. Um, I don't know. No, I got I uh, I was actually like I noticed the 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 ringing of the phone. I noticed that very like that was a predominant sound. Yeah. And after you had said that to me, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start listening for it. I definitely noticed that. I don't know if the I don't know if the phone is meant to be like a sound of like I don't know what this it is, is like a, a cut. Yeah. Like if it's like this is a moment of entire change that I don't know. Um, yeah. There's something to it, though. Obviously, I just I, I, I don't I don't know. 
Let me ask you an on-air thing that I think I know the answer to. Are we learning anything during the break? I uh, know. Well, uh, oh. I'm reading here on Reddit, and there was someone asked the question, did they have dildos back then? So I'm reading right off the comments here. I wondered this too. According to Wikipedia, the world's oldest known dildo was dated back dated to be 30,000 years old. It also says <laughs> dildos were used by women in China in the 15th century and in Zanzibar in the 19th century. So apparently, yes, they've had dildos for quite a while now. I hope you enjoyed learning about dildos. Now back to, what do you say? <laughs> Damn it, I almost now had it. <laughs> now let's do a little more chin wagging. There we go. All right. Well, but were they steam powered? Because I believe that's what the guy says. So it's like a choo-choo train. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, now <laughs> on that note, <laughs> uh, we'll go on to, uh, I don't have anything else on Shannon and, uh, Capone in Chicago. Do you have anything else? No, not, not really. Not for this episode. I really wish I had done a break on dildos now. God damn it. <laughs> um, so we'll go to Margaret's storyline, which I actually, I really don't have a whole lot. It's just what is in her storyline is very, like, condensed. My first line to the episode, because I really didn't write anything down, my first line is, Margaret writes his stick shift. <laughs> <laughs> she is learning how to drive, so... <laughs> um, there might be stuff before that you probably have notes on, but I just completely forgot I about have it. working with Doctor in Hospital, goes Oh, to that's right. Hold on. I forgot that whole Hold thing. Hold on. Goes with Daredevil, car ride, basically like Titanic. That is my notes. Yeah, it's very <laughs> Titanic. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's literally my notes for her. I, I, I'm not even going to lie. Oh, I actually have one more line, but we'll get into that. Um, no, so she is meeting with a doctor, which this, this – and we've talked off air about uh, where this storyline is going, which I have kind of forgotten. But it's still a very – weak story of her and this doctor like it's a very weak story it's i I get it you're with the doctor like y'all are coming up with this stuff she has the 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 girl that comes in who we find out that she drank the uh spoiled milk intentionally to have a forced abortion which fuck that is serious um you know like that's uh i'm not gonna get i i am not gonna get political i don't this is not this this podcast for it but forcing yourself to have a miscarriage by drinking spoiled milk. Holy shit. So um, we find that out about that girl. Um, and the doctor like is like, you know, he can only talk about certain things because the church will only allow him because it's a Catholic church. So they can only talk about certain things. Um, but before we, we get to the end of that. They go, uh, Daredevil is out finding the pony for um, uh, 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 Margaret's daughter's uh, birthday party. Now, this brings me to the most important question of the entire episode, okay? Before you turned 18, the best birthday present you ever got. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. A pony. No, no you did I was like, <laughs> no, no totally you fucking <laughs> didn't. <laughs> no, no. Wow. Um, not Christmas present. Not Christmas no. present. It has to be a birthday present. See, it might blend in together because my birthday is a month before Christmas. Oh, man. Do you have yours? Because while you're, while you're talking, I could answer. I do. 
Go ahead. I got a trampoline. Nice. How yeah. old are you? Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was seven. Eight. That's awesome. Yeah, broke a tooth I, on it the next week. It oh awesome. my god. Yeah, fan fucking fantastic. I love that trampoline. Not gonna lie. <laughs> wow. Holy shit! I don't. Um, it has to be a video game. I was going to say, I know you, and I feel like it's got to be like when you got NES or something like that. Because I remember, I wasn't that kid. I didn't get that shit. And I know you did. <laughs> yeah. like, I, But I got like Genesis for Christmas. Oh, no. See, I got Nintendo 64 for Christmas. It's got to be in the video game area. So, yeah, see, I, I got PlayStation 2 for Christmas. Yeah. I, damn. That's a great question. And maybe, maybe after the break, I'll, I'll answer it. Okay. So think about it. I want you to think yeah, about it. Yeah, like yeah. best me personally, I remember I remember distinctly. I got this trampoline and I just remember it being on my parents' back our our back uh uh patio, putting it together and just jumping the hell out of it. Me and my sister <laughs> jumping back and forth and I remember it was like it was not even a week later. She did the double bounce on me and my oh, face man. we didn't oh, ha- we didn't have the pads on it yet because yeah. I was like the pads are for babies. And my face just slammed into one of those bars and knocked out. Oh, God, yes. So much fun. So. Uh, wow. So um, they're going to get a pony. Now, and I. this is the other thing I remember. I actually rode when I was a baby or not a baby. I was a young kid. I was like five or six. I rode a Shetland pony one time. They are assholes. Those <laughs> ponies are. It bit me. It bit the fuck out of me. Wow. And they it took off running with me on the back of it. It wouldn't stop. Yeah. No. Shetlands are assholes. And he says that. Uh Daredevil's like, oh well a Shetland they could be kind of kind of uh hard headed or something like that. Yeah, because they're assholes. Wow. Shetland ponies are assholes. They are not cool. <laughs> I will punch I will punch a Shetland in the face the next time I see one. And you just lost your pony audience. <laughs> Don't care. Don't care. Pony audience. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Do not care. They're assholes. And wow. I will get so many comments because people are going to come in. No, yeah, yeah. Shetlands are assholes. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, agreed. So, uh, <laughs> so um, her and Daredevil, they're at this pony market. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. The um, pony market. He apparently is an expert in ponies, and so he's finding the perfect one for. He's just yeah. so dreamy and perfect, isn't he? So, yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, I'll, I, the, the only other stuff I have in my notes is they get caught in the rain, and a Titanic moment happens. Sure, they go to their car. We're seeing that. Their little love triad is not over with. That it's obviously getting more serious at this point, and it's not like because what was it before? It was um, the last time they had sex. It was kind of like this is a one time thing. I just want to do this, and that's it. And right. now it's like, okay, it's a little more than a one time thing. Obvi- oh, well, obviously, it's a two time thing. <laughs> but just her wording and the way she's going about it, it's more like this is kind of getting serious at this point. I found a correlation, and a lot of these things it's like hard like to talk about here until we get to the other part. But like, um, God, I don't even—I I almost called him Dare Cox because his name is Charlie Cox, <laughs> Daredevil. I, what's he? Owen Slater, Dare Owen, Devil <laughs> Owen. 
Which um, is honestly, and that's what I hate. We call him Daredevil. He has the most badass name of the entire show. Yeah, Owen, Owen Slater. Slater. That's a yeah, badass. That is name. a badass name. But he's he's like she's talk. I, I think she's talking about the the present and everything. And he's kind of giving her like guidance on like what's good and what's bad. And she's like, I don't want to be told what's good and what's bad anymore. Like all you're saying is just words. Right. Um, and I feel like. Billy, you know, I know we'll get there, but Billy and Nucky sort of have the same, like, it's not the same exact problem, but they have, like, the same moment where it's like, I don't need you to be this. I need you to be this. Right. Um, so I, I thought that was, like, an interesting correlation between the two. Um, and, and I guess, like, I, I'm assuming you were going to get there in terms of, like, this does have a ramification because at the end... Uh, yeah. She is like, oh, I also need a diaphragm, which is like, oh shit. That's my 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 very next line is she wants to get diaphragm for both. <clears throat> um, with the doctor, so she's because we find out like like the the girl that was drinking the spoiled milk at apparently at, I, watching the show. I don't know if this is true, but at that time you had to get a prescription for a diaphragm. I mean, is who what knows it makes back it, then. Yeah, I mean. I, I'm such a dude. I don't even know exactly what a diaphragm is. Well, I don't think you could just walk into a place and buy one. Wow, we really are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a female listening to the bootlegging Boardwalk Empire podcast, please write in and let me and Victor know. I feel like you have to get it prescribed or at least from so. the OBGYN. I think a diaphragm you can buy like at Walgreens. Let's find out during the break and, okay. um, and, and <laughs> we'll come, back come back with on. it. <laughs> Our diaphragm knowledge. <laughs> We're horrible. Oh fuck! My wife's gonna leave me. Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, you take over this segue. <laughs> and no. Um. Well. <laughs> um. So. <laughs> The, the, the girl, the, I can't even do it, dude. I'm done. You're like the puppy when he's running and he just can't catch his wheels. And it's like, uh, so, yeah. Uh, diaphragms, I, huh? Diaphragms, huh? It, it's what helps you sing. You have to sing from the diaphragm. That's what I was told in high school. So, <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, uh, so, the, the lady that's... She's been drinking the spoiled milk. She's obviously wanting a diaphragm. She has to have a, a prescription for it. And so Margaret, who is of means, because uh, uh, the lady was talking about she can't get one because she's not the same as Margaret. She's not of means. Margaret requests two of them kind of randomly because at first she's like one and then she's like, oh, make it two. Yeah. Which is it's kind of a Seinfeld joke <laughs> in a way. It's just yeah, like, yeah, 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 go ahead and give me two of them. So you got another. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, but in Seinfeld, it's a sponge. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that's actually, so what's going to happen out of this? We don't know yet. Um, obviously I don't think that Margaret and Daredevil storylines done. It's going to be a lot more involved as this season goes along. Um, but as of right now, we know that they're at least they're They're more than friends. The, the intimacy between them is obviously, uh, connecting, you know, they're both foreigners in a foreign land. Um, they they just they have a connection, and we've known that from the beginning. I mean, yeah. So this 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 stuff is, and, and maybe it's just because I know so much about this particular season. But these conversations are interesting to have once you know what the point of them is. 
Because it all, oh, God, I, I hate doing this. I do this every time I'm on I'm on your podcast. But like, you could kind of see kind of where the whole abortion thing is going with Margaret. Um, Shushmorshin. Shushmorshin. Sorry, runs with Shushmorshin. Um, but you know, the payout is until the end. I, I guess is where I'll leave it. But it's interesting to come back to like this moment once you hit the well, finale. You know. And knowing where this this ends at, I already know like some of the stuff that we'll we'll, we'll discuss then. Yeah, because yeah. there's certain things I want to discuss about the development of this whole s- story. Now, yeah. obviously, I want to discuss it with Chris. You know, he's yeah, yeah. Hope to God he's not listening right now. So, <laughs> but even if he is, like, I mean, there's 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 certain things I I do want to discuss about it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but we'll get there whenever you know it, it gets to the end of the season. Um, well, that's all that I have for this one. Did you have anything else for this? Uh, the first half. That's that's it. Um, yeah, because everything else I have Jillian with Nucky and Billy, obviously, or all right, Bobby. Cool. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, all right. So we're just gonna take a quick little break, and when we come back, we'll do a little bit of chinwagging. Just cuddle up and don't be blue All your fears are foolish fancy made You know, honey, I'm in love with you Every cloud must have its silver lining So wait until that sun shines and we are back from the break. Um, just a little break to get into the second half of this episode. Uh, for the second half, we're going to be talking about the two biggest storylines of this um, episode. Nucky and Jillian. Now, with, obviously, with Nucky, we're also including Billy. Um, with Jillian, we're also including Jip. Um, just so everybody's kind of clear on that. Um, Victor, I know you're obviously clear on it. But um, that's kind of the best way I could do my notes. So um, I want to start with Jillian and then end with Nucky, but kind of talk about Nucky with Jip as well, because like it's it's kind of it, this is where I'm not liking doing a podcast for the show. It's really hard. It is, yeah. it is. It is very hard. I want to start with Jillian, talk about Jillian's story, and then I want to end with Nucky. But for Jillian, we're going to do a little pause when it comes to Jip because Jip obviously has a very explosive part of this episode. <laughs> so, um, um, Jillian is a nah. bitch. <laughs> I think I think I think that's being nice. <laughs> that is definitely being nice. Okay. Uh, there's no glass cutters in this episode. <laughs> That's the only reason we're tolerating her at this point. So I actually have a really good question to ask you on this. So <clears throat> Jimmy, I'm I'm putting you you can't this is a podcast, but Victor can see it. Putting quotations on this. We find out Jimmy is dead. <laughs> okay. Um uh, Jimmy's dead. They're having a funeral. Um well uh, not a funeral, I guess a memorial. 
I, I, I don't know what else to describe it because they're cremating the body at this point. We we know the body is Jimmy 2.0. It's uh, the guy that was from the the Midwest yeah. somewhere, something Jimmy like Kirkland. that. Jimmy Kirkland. Yeah. Jimmy Kirkland. <laughs> Jimmy Kirkland. Okay. Now, I honestly think this is probably one of the best lines of the entire episode, and I am not exaggerating on this, is Jimmy says to Richard, um, how do you feel? And Richard says... He deserves better. Yeah. Okay. How did you interpret that? Um, that, wow, that's a good question. Because that's, that's an unusual thing to say. At, you, you yourself are, uh, uh, if you don't mind me saying, you yourself, you're a funeral director. If somebody was to say something like that, there's a multitude of, of, of things that are going through your head. Right? I... I think Richard is not talking about the disposition, meaning cremation. I think he's talking about like what she's doing. Because I think everybody involved knows this is fake. I think Leandor, Richard, everyone except the funeral director, whoever that guy is there. I'm sorry, Leandor? Uh, who's, who's I don't Leandor? even know what you guys call him. Uh, Monopoly, Monopoly Man. Man. What the fuck? Right, the Oracle. <laughs> Monopoly Man. Um <laughs> I think everyone knows she's lying. So I think Richard is more angry that she's making a show of it. So I think that's what he means. I don't think he's referring. I think he knows that's not his body. So I. Oh, absolutely. No, he 100% knows. No, so that's why I don't knows. think he's referring to like what's actually happening. I think it's just more like he deserves better than to have you do what you're doing is what I took it as. Although I didn't think that while watching it, it's only because you're asking me if that makes any sense, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That that that's why I wanted to ask it. Um, I actually interpreted a little, a tiny bit mm-hmm. different. Because my thing is, is when he says that, it caught me off guard. I was like, "What does he mean?" Because his exact words is, uh, "It is Jimmy deserves better." His exact words is. Jimmy deserves better than this. And I was like, what does he mean by that? Like, he's being buried. Like, because Richard doesn't care that the body's being cremated. Right. Like, that's not something Richard would care about. Richard doesn't care about the body, period. Richard cares about who Jimmy himself was. How I interpreted it, he's upset that Jillian is making it appear that Jimmy died from an overdose. Oh, that's true. And... Richard can't handle that. Richard would rather people know how he really died than him dying from an overdose. I feel that Richard thinks that if people thinks that he died from an overdose, then that means he's a quote unquote like a coward or yeah, something like yeah. that. No, yeah, that, that that's, that's a part I didn't think about there. Um, and it's only because it's like later in the episode it gets revealed. Like you know, everyone knows how he died. Um, yeah, it's a good point. That was how I interpreted mm-hmm. it, is that he says it for that reason. Jillian obviously doesn't give a shit. Yeah, like, yeah. And, I mean, we've already, like, established this Jillian's cold, uh, a cold-hearted bitch. I mean, that's who she is. She's a cold-hearted yep. bitch. Like, that's what she is. Um, Nucky does come to pay his condolences. Let me, <laughs> let, let me, let me back up, because there's something I did, wa- I did okay, want yes, to add. Yes. One, um, so I, this is... This is like a fake crematory. There's no crematories like this that exist. 
This is not. Oh, this is not a crematory at all. So if if you if you go back and you watch the episode, right, like what they put the casket in is actually how internments are done. I was gonna say, is this like, it's a uh, niche? So, uh, it's a niche. Okay. I'm. I'm. This is gonna sound really weird. Uh, um, I ride. I ride bikes. I ride my bike a lot, and I actually ride through a cemetery a lot because cemeteries are very easy to ride yeah, through. They're yeah. flat. So, um, and I see uh, mo- mausoleums. Um, more, more mausoleum. Yes. Okay, and that's what it looks yeah. like. That's what it is, and and like I have the scene on now, and they're putting the body in there. That's exactly how they put a casket in there when it is being interred. That's that's what you call an interment. Uh, okay. Little little useless fact, but although it's part of it, those caskets have to be 18-gauge metal, and they have to be gasket-sealed. So those caskets to go in there, like... What is that? What is ga- what is so there's like a sealed? rubber hmm. seal. When you close the lid of a casket, if you ever... like, what, There are no wood caskets in there, because wood is a natural element. It'll break down. They're all metal. It's all hermetically... Uh, well, not, it's not hermetically sealed. Um, the gasket is... when So when you close the lid of the casket... And the you know metal meets metal. Mm-hmm. It's not sealed. There's like a rubber seal around it. Where um, I guess you could see here. So there's like teeth on the top of the lid and on the bottom. And it closed. There's a rubber gap in between. And there's like a tightening device that seals it shut. So like you physically nothing okay. can get in or out. That's for only above ground. This is what we call above ground. This is an internment, a mausoleum, and everything. So if you opened every no. single one. They're all metal. They all have to be 18 gauge. And that's the thickness of the metal. Okay, now, um, and we're getting, I understand we're getting off topic with this, but I actually, no, I'm actually very fascinated by this stuff. Um, would this have applied in 1920? Um, so, in ter- I'll answer this. In terms of what you're asking, I don't know. And I imagine it was not as popular back then because I don't think they had the means to build above ground and the metal to withstand that. So I, I, I'll find out when did mausoleums start. That's a good question. But more your question in terms of the episode, the way they have this crematory, I'm doing the air quotes again, around it, is completely fake. This is all just for television because um, right. they knock out he's being cremated and in the cemetery. They like knock out two birds with one stone. A real retort. I could send you like a picture of one uh, uh, offline because I can't like show it like because of my job. Um, they are these huge like metal houses. A retort is where, well, they, where they're uh, cremated. Uh, in. They, uh, yeah, okay. like w- what they're showing here looks so neat and everything, and it is neat, but it's a much it's a monstrosity of a thing. Picture if you saw like Breaking Bad, almost those. Those laundry machines that looks like it washes like an entire state's laundry at a time. It looks closer to that, uh-huh. but it is similar so is the it- way they put the body in and the the door closes and it's the fire is up. So is uh, I'm getting so off topic, but I'm I'm just more fascinated at this point. Um, and I'll edit this no, out. No, no, it's your it it's your podcast. Um, uh, with six feet under the the, oh, the boyfriend, yeah. you saw you saw the retort uh, in there. Yep, exactly. Is that is that what more one actually looks yeah, like? Yeah, that's that's actually looks like it is one. It looks like they like were filming and one. Okay, so they may have actually used yeah. one. They may and have And if you look at what that one. is in what 2000, let's call it versus this in 1920, there's no shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. It's just impossible that this is like this. Um Yeah, so this is like a, okay. a fake scene, but it it drills home the point it needs to 
he's being cremated in a pine box. Right. Right, right. And and obviously the body, I mean, to get on, on to topic, the body is getting cremated because it's not Jimmy. Like, let's be real. It's not Jimmy. Let's cremate the body. Like that's how I. That's just how I interpreting it is. She's wanting the body cremated because this is Jimmy. I don't want any ties because she knows it's not Jimmy, right? Like let's be real. And the the bane of my existence in this podcast, and I know you know what I'm talking about because we talked about it. Oh man, does this come back? <laughs> yeah, no, and yes, it does. Yes, it does. So this comes back in a huge way yeah. later. So. Um, also, but that's but that's why she's yeah. doing it. Um, also, diaphragms sounds like you have to go to the doctor to get it. Like it's definitely not over the counter. Even in today's mm-hmm. time period. Today's time period, it's not really. Uh, and I'm going off of what my wife said. Um, it is not as much popular because of condoms. Like condoms are so popular today that uh, diaphragms are not as much as needed. That's what that's what my wife says. Tell you the truth, half the time she doesn't know what she's talking about. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't make sense. So, I mean, like, okay, so condoms aren't as popular. So why no, do no, I need to get a are, doctor? Condoms are popular. I mean, yeah. I mean, so okay, so condoms are more popular. So, but why? Listen, if a diaphragm isn't as popular, why can't I still just get it over the counter? Listen, my wife could be thinking we're talking about like your actual diaphragm where you sing from. So, <laughs> you can't trust anything she <laughs> okay. says. I love you, Marissa. Please don't. <laughs> Listen, I'm the one saying it. True. <laughs> um, huh? I'm actually really curious. I'm. I'm. I. I didn't research any yep, of yep. it, so I, I have nothing on it. Well, so the the big scene to me with Jillian before before with Jip is, <clears throat> um, Nucky comes and gives his condolences to her, and. They're both kind of like I don't know how to describe this. They're both playing a game at this point because at one point he is he sounds dead serious. Oh my god, I can't believe Jimmy died. And she's kind of like, "Oh shit, did he not know about like what happened?" Like it's kind of a cat and mouse until she all of a sudden throws like a drink on him and is just like, "Are we playing coy or, or something along those lines? Are we playing coy? Like let's get to the like bottom of this." So at this point, they both know that each other knows what really happened, yeah. or or uh, 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 maybe not the specifics, but enough. They know enough about what happened that Nucky doesn't admit to killing Jimmy, but Jillian knows you were involved in killing mm-hmm. Jimmy, and we get probably one of the most badass lines out of Nucky in a while. <laughs> whenever he does this, is. You're ex- and I actually wrote down the line because I think it's a badass I have the, line. I have the says, same exact thing written down. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> your existence in this town is only because I allow it. Yeah. That is fucking, that is gangster. Like, I cannot say I'll never else. have the power to say that to someone one day, but I'm gonna. And I just want them to be so weirded <laughs> out by it. Like, I want someone to give me the wrong change back and we're fighting over how much money I gave and then I'm just going to go to the cashier. Like, I allow you to exist in this town because I allow it. That is such a badass <laughs> line. Let me let me go back a little bit. When Eddie comes in to deliver the news that Jimmy's dead because he brings in the paper. <laughs> uh, first of all, it's really funny because Eddie's like, I'm so terribly sorry for your loss. And Nucky just goes, don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> don't be an idiot. 
fucking Eddie. Eddie, Eddie is the great it. comic Eddie. relief of Boardwalk Empire. But something yes. else I picked up on, and this is more so because I like I, I watch the episode and then I listen to your podcast. Is Eddie comes in the room to tell them the news? I found it so funny and interesting that the three guys in the room, Nucky, Eli, and Owen, Daredevil. Charlie Cox, whatever his <laughs> name is, are the only three people in the world who knows what happened to Jimmy. They are the yes. only ones. Everyone knows again, and, and what Nucky ends up. Oh, and, well, oh yeah, yeah, because uh, 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 Mania's yeah, gone. That's yeah. right. Oh so the, shit, I didn't even so think it's about like, that. Like everyone else in the world could think something, but these three are the only ones that physically know it. Um, so I found that really funny, just kind of like because they all ha- they all look at each other. They all like, huh? They're like, huh? yeah, what do you, you know? Yeah. Um, there's almost like a, a heart drop moment because that, you know, Nucky could like fucking go to jail for what he did. Um, but yeah, it's just a t- it's like a real funny moment. Um, that scene. Now, do mm-hmm. you think that, do you think Eddie hint, like, has an idea about what I happened? I think Eddie has to always play the role and he gets, he gets. Of I don't yeah, know. Well, no, like I always have to be courteous. I always, I mean, because when he comes in, he's like, I, I don't know how to say this. He knows. And Nucky's like, well, why don't you just start yammering like you always do? <laughs> True. Okay. So yeah. True. Just, yeah. So he, right. like, he always has to, he always has to be, you know, I'm just doing the thing with my hands where he just has to be there <laughs> and always has to be Eddie. Um, but Nucky sometimes doesn't have time for Eddie being Eddie. So he's like, all right, just shut up already. Uh, the Nucky and Jillian scene is one of my favorite scenes of the entire podcast, uh, entire uh, series, because it's so like, you know, when she when when Nucky first walks in, Jillian's like, you know, there's two things you could always depend on in this uh, this business, and I forget what she says is the first one. Um, I don't remember. And then anybody, and, and then everyone will, will always come-, come in at some point, and it's like, man, how wrong she is of why Nucky's there. Um, and I love how I love the ending line to this scene too, you know. Um, whatever you're up to, like stop it, like stop your shit right now. You're pulling something. I don't know. I, I like that too. They don't make Nucky so smart that he knows what she's doing. Like he couldn't give right. a fuck about her. Right. Right. No, he doesn't. And he's just saying like, whatever you're doing, it's not gonna work. You know. I love that. Just like. Again, how much Owen, like, and again, we've already talked about it. How, what could, there's no words he could say that could hurt her besides, I allow you to exist in this town. That's like power you can't buy, <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, another thing I wanted to add to is so Jillian says, you know, they're, they're fighting back and forth, and one of the things Jillian says is like, so all your promises, all your everything. Um, and again, it's the worst part of me being on this podcast. It's cool that we learn what those promises are a long time from now. Right. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. I don't have I, I just I just wanted to bring up like, oh cool, it's cool to see how much like little seeds were planted for stuff they're gonna touch upon seasons later, you know. Well, this is where it gets um what we and me and Como have talked to and, and I I believe you have talked about it before on and uh when you've been on no, I I know for a hundred percent fact yet yeah, because we've talked about with 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 Jimmy, is 
this is where the connection between uh, – it's a very minor connection, but this is where the connection between Boardwalk Empire and uh, Breaking Bad come into play. Is There's certain little things that happen, ex- especially with season three and on, where you will forget about shit and two seasons from now it's going to be into play. And that's what I like. I would say, too, like to further your point, these shows beg a rewatch. Like once once you oh, see what 100%. like the end product is, it's really cool to come back and see. Like this show, these two shows, they knew what they were doing to end, and just to bring it back to something like Game of Thrones, I'm like doing a rewatch of like season one, just to like whatever. And they clearly did not equate season one to a season eight. Like they they no. are stuff in there that's like you know. Um, but this show, like even like the first episode of Boardwalk Empire, because there's stuff with Jillian. Um, you know, they 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 knew they were going to tackle that at the end in whatever fashion they did. Yes. You know, no, the, the, I I I agree a hundred percent. Um, now that's all I have on Jillian's. Ooh, wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, no, it is not all I have because I have one more thing to talk about before Jip. Yeah. I thought this was interesting. Um, so her and um. Uh, now this is also this is obviously when her and Ducky are Ducky are first meeting. It is now the, the, she also meets with Lucky at one point, but um, I don't know if you caught this or not. When she first talks with uh, Nucky, she mentions that he uh, fell uh, he fell in with the narcotics. Did you see what she was doing when he was talking about no. that? No. She immediately turns and says he fell victim to the narcotics. And as I swear to God, watch it again. As soon as she says it, she's grabbing a bottle of booze and pouring <laughs> it into a glass and then drinking Funny. it. And then, and then she pours a second glass and then that's the one she throws on him. And I was like, could you be any more obvious that <laughs> alcohol, any, anybody that's anybody knows alcohol is a narcotic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be real. Like it, it that's is funny. So, um, I thought that was kind of some like nice hindsight, especially with how Jillian's character develops sure, later sure. on and stuff like that. Um, it, very interesting. So um, <clears throat> the last little bit I have on her is um, she tries to pay off Lucky and it doesn't really go anywhere. He doesn't like that. I guess she's trying to pay him off. I mean, he, like he like quadruples his investment at this point. I took it more as like. Like, okay, I'll take this, like, stupid check, but, like, I don't fucking need this or you, you know? I I took it more, it's like, okay, thanks for my money, this is nothing to me, you know? Oh, okay, I guess I didn't take it that way. Okay. I mean, that's... That makes more sense, that makes more... No, what you're saying, like, um, what you're saying makes way more sense. That's the way I took it. Because I was like... I was like, "What, dude? Why are you not happy about a quadruple?" <laughs> almost like not worth like, his time, and he's almost probably more in it to have sex with her. That's kind of like the way I kind of took that whole deal. Okay, that makes a little more sense then. Okay, and um, she gets like the most priceless information from that, which is such a nothing clue. You know right. what I mean? Like, like she tell like luck, luck, luck. Sorry, Lucky's the one who ends up telling her where they're eating. What's, what's, and it, and it's usually right. that's a nothing, it's a nothing clue. Like it's like okay, they're going out. So there's going to be a scene later. They're at dinner. Um, they yeah, they go to bed at some. Yeah, like it's a okay, totally whatever. nothing. And then like you see, and then you see like the scene with Jip. And that's where it's like oh shit, you know. 
Right. Well, and so like that's what Lucky like mentions like that they're going to be having dinner, and so she's with Jip, and I'll, I'll get into this little bit before because I mean this is kind of where her storyline ends. Now, I th- okay. So this is going to be a little bit of a talk on this, okay? Because I have like uh, I'm trying to explain this, okay? Um, so she meets with Jip. Her stupid fucking, she's doing her little dramatic lines and stuff like that because that's what Jillian does, where it's kind of like the same, like the bee, the bee flies around and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right? So, um, she mentions to him about where Nucky and Rothstein and, uh, 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 oh, fuck, um, Lucky are going to be at. And so that is three people on his hit list that he's promised to, um, uh, 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 pizza ready. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so she's, uh, he's, he's there on his own accord. I don't know why he's honestly there, but she mentions to him that they're going to be there for this. Now, I want to go ahead and ask this right now before we get in. Because we know how the episode ends. Is her telling Jip where Nucky and them are going to be in this assassination attempt, before we get into it, is this the exact same thing that Jimmy did on the assassination attempt of him? In terms of what? Like... The same kind of consequences. Like, Like, you're basically willing to... Assassinate, because Jillian's uh, uh, Jillian is essentially assassinating Nucky at this point, right? Yes, yeah. Not not by her no, own, no, not by not, her own yeah, hands. Yeah. She's she's like I, an accessory. I just when I watched when I watched this because because Jimmy wasn't the one that was trying to assassinate Nucky by his own hands, but he hired somebody else to do it that shot him in the right. hand. And then this is another one. Nucky now has that pain in his hand, and now there's this explosion. We'll get into it in a second. I, I, like I said, I understand we're going to be jumping mm-hmm. around in the second half. I'm sorry. But this explosion obviously has consequences in, in later episodes. And I just feel that like Jillian and Jimmy – are going along the same path at this point. I would. I, I'm with you. I th- uh, and I guess this is maybe obvious. I feel like their reasonings are way different. Like, oh yeah, no, no, yeah, absolutely. Jimmy almost had like a whole structure behind him, versus this is her hating Nucky, <laughs> hating hating what she said, you right. know. Um, and I think I feel like Margaret Smart. Uh, Margaret Jillian is smarter. And what she's doing, because she's so she's going to be so disconnected. Like if Nucky died, and let's face it, we know he doesn't. Um, if Nucky died, like I doubt it would ever come back to Jillian. Like I can't believe she told him, because then it would come back to luck. Like you know what I mean? Uh, whereas, right. whereas the assassination attempt, you knew it was one of two people. <laughs> like you know, it was Eli or Jimmy. You know, but it's a good it's a good True. point that I never connected. Like they they're doing the same thing for sure. That was just something I put in my notes. I was like, they're kind of the same person at this point. Like her and her yeah. son are essentially doing the same thing. So um, it's just uh, it's, it's something I, I kind of was connecting. 
Um, all right. So, uh, before, because obviously we we've already kind of touched on it, but we I want to get into the end, but we want to talk about Nucky before all of this happens. Yeah. Um. So, um, and I, I even have on my notes, Nucky's talking about getting the pony and stuff like that. So we, we can skip that shit. I don't. I honestly don't. Uh-huh. Um, Nucky is in New York. He meets with Amelia Earhart <laughs> and uh, Jimmy Jimmy James now. When me and Chris talk about Jimmy James, do you know who we're talking? Only because about? I googled it. Only because I googled it. Oh, so you didn't watch? Yeah. You didn't watch uh, news no. radio? He, he's 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 oh. a red stapler to me. No. Yeah, dude, you're right. Jimmy James. And listen, he's in Barry. He's in some other show. He's in like everything. Oh, he's dude. He's oh, amazing. Oh, Get Out. That's what I just watched. Get Out. He's in Get Out. He's in so much. He's in yeah. Get Out. Um, what is? Oh, uh, uh, um. Oh my god! It just uh, obviously Office Space, Red Sable. True oh, Blood. You just about, yeah, Red Sable. True Blood, and then um, uh, oh, oh brother, where art thou? I don't even know what that is. You've never seen Oh Brother, Where Art no. Thou? So with Jimmy James, the man so nice, they named him <laughs> twice, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And you're laughing at it. I just feel like it's a condescending. No, it, it's more. Uh, no, I, I've heard you guys say it so much. It's just like, it, and that's a cool tagline. The man's so nice they named him twice. That's a cool. That's a cool little line. I'm telling you, you have to watch. You of all people, you would news radio is the pre-office office. Funny. Like I'm telling you, watch news radio. You would love it if you can watch it. Try it. You would love it. Funny. It is so funny. Um, so anyways, him and, uh, Amelia Earhart and they're, they're having their meeting. Now, I really, I wish there were more scenes with Nucky and her. They're great. He, dude, they're so yeah. good. And, and they're also great. Cause also there's no sexual tension. So you just take that off no, the table. A, they're just two great interacting characters, you know? Like she's talking about running naked through the, the uh, Constitution or whatever. The Constitution of Criminal Law, and he's like, he's not like, Ugh, I'd like to run naked. Too. Yeah. it's just like he's laughing about it. Like it, there's, there's no sexual tension. There's they're not flirting with each other. They like legitimately respect each other, and then that's all that it is. I wish there was more. No, of that. totally. Yeah. And. So we see that, um, and as we, me and Chris have talked about before, Jimmy James is essentially uh, uh, Valeris from Sure, that's Game a great, yeah, good comparison. And so he has his little birds that are telling him these secrets about how Melon, who, connection, I'm going to play the Jamaican. There you Jamaican, go, there you go. The, <laughs> I have the same thing in my notes. <laughs> What's his name in real right. life? God. Uh, oh, George oh, something? No, that's his six feet underneath. No, that's his six feet under. So, connection here is he is in Boardwalk Empire playing Mr. Mellon. And in Six Feet Under, he plays George, who is a nut yep, job. Yep, total nut. <laughs> so- and you see it here in this episode how good is it? he is at it. I forget what he says or does, but he's totally like changes his mind. It's so funny, and he obviously plays Farmer from Babe. So <laughs> James Cromwell, that's his name. Yeah. That's it. Uh, I uh, on this storyline, and you know, you're going to talk about when he talks to uh, um, him at, at that union club. I 
never a hundred percent got on board with what this whole storyline is because there's totally like there's totally now like the gangster aspect of Boardwalk Empire and then the political. Right. I my only memory of this whole little subplot storyline is it plays into the finale in a huge way. That's my only memory of it. So I feel like they're doing all of this just for one reason. I'll be honest with you. I don't remember. Yeah, it you, you'll you'll see when we get there. You're gonna be like, oh, that that's why there's all this shuffling. It's just for one. You know, it's like all packaged up, and it's just gonna hit during the finale. Like I remember certain aspects of this, but I don't remember a lot of it. I don't. I I remember certain. Like I remember certain certain parts, but yeah, there's other ones I don't. I don't yeah, remember yeah. shit. So, uh, so he's. Uh, but he's meeting with um uh the the farm uh farmer from babe and they're at this club i don't know what they're called I, they they gave the name i just i honestly don't remember and he's basically nucky is talking with him about giving up uh uh ag shooter mcgavin <laughs> and he's not wanting to hear it at first he's basically like so uh, and from what I understand, I've read about this this guy Melon. I've actually read about him in real life. Like in real life, apparently he was really this person. He was anti-drinking. He did not believe in drinking. He didn't like alcohol. He believed alcohol was the root of evil. That alcohol basically corrupted people's minds. It corrupted their inhibitions and things like that. But he was one hundred percent against prohibition. Interesting. So. From what I understand, this guy Melon in real life was the same thing. He hated alcohol. He believed alcohol resulted in the catastrophe to a lot of society, but he believed people had the right to drink. Right. And so um, I thought that was kind of interesting. And you kind of see this in this dialogue that he has with Nucky where he owns a distillery, but he's even talking about like it. Like the things he's talking about, it's like you don't really agree with this, but you're having to enforce it because it's the law. Yeah. If that makes any and, sense. And it's great to see Nucky, like he's always top. And then when he enters this world, like he's almost like a like a. He's a he's nobody. A no, like he needs a fake ID to get in. <laughs> well, he even says at one point he's like, "My name is Eno Itachi. You've heard of me." And he looks and at him like, like I, I, don't "I don't know who the fuck, fuck yeah, you are." Like, whatever. It's so cool to see Nucky like knock down. <laughs> did you hear what Nucky said? Uh, he's like, "And maybe you have <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> um, and that's when you get like great Steve Buscemi. Like you know, you get stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, and. Is this this is the first time the interloper gets brought up, right? Well, fuck, what, what's the other time? Yes. Oh, that's here in a minute. That's here in a minute. I I have it in my notes. Trust me. Um, <laughs> what is this? What is other? Oh, okay, no, that that's all I had for this. And then like, yeah, like he sort of, and I feel like to just play along, so no one like ever suspects him of anything. It's just like, I like what just happened, but also get the hell out of my face. Like, I don't want to make it seem like we are friends or anything. Like, security, get this man out of here, you know? Right. Yeah, because he even says he's like, don't make a scene. Yeah. But if he makes a scene, <laughs> call, call the cops. The cops. Yeah. 
And so uh, from there, Nucky goes to um, uh, Lucy 2.0, Billy Bob apartment. Mm-hmm. Billy Bob. <laughs> I haven't told. I haven't said that at all. But okay, <laughs> Billy Bob's apartment, and he goes in. Uh, goes to her apartment, and she's there with. I, I don't know how to describe this person. Like, it's this dude who. Is I guess maybe an actor like friend or something like that. I I well, he's don't know. A, he's an actor, and they just got a big movie together. Is is the way I? Oh, take that's that's that that's who yeah, that it's is. Yeah, Gilbert. Oh, see, I just thought it was a friend. Yeah, I'm almost okay. positive. Like, yeah, he got like this this movie role, whatever that they were going to be in. Okay, so see, yeah, I was completely confused <laughs> by that. Um, so. They're there, and uh, Nucky shows up, and he's like, he's I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. He's like he's upset about it because he gets into a fight with the guy, but it's like the worst like fight ever. I don't know. How to well, I, I think he's doing like the and, same thing um, Agent Michael Shannon did. Like, I just fucking this is after he gets the oh no this is this is after. he just got like kind of like put in his place, but he's like a nobody. And it's just kind of like, I'm going to come here and I'm going to fucking yell at whatever stupid guy is going to be like in my face, which is unfortunately this Gilbert guy. Because I love, and I feel like I did this when I was little, he just walks in and he's like, you fucking interloper. <laughs> like, I feel like he didn't even know what it meant. He just needed to say it. No, he's just because he, he learned that word that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I remember when I was little, I learned like that sad didn't mean... No, was it sad? Yeah, maybe. And sad didn't mean like it's actually sad. It's just like, oh man, you like her? That's sad. I, I, maybe I don't know, but I remember like trying to use it, like use that like phrase, and I was just like, that's sad. And my, I remember my mother being like, what? Like you know? But I feel like it's the same way here. The way like Nucky tries to use interloper, and it's like I think that word went over everyone's head in that room. You know? Well, yeah, because half of them are drunk, yeah. so they're not going to understand it. And th- two, I don't know what interloper means, <laughs> so I don't know what they like. I have, I'll be honest with you, I have never heard the term interloper. I don't think I've ever heard it, but I. Th- oh, I'm sorry, I don't think I've ever used it. I, I think it means just like, um, like what Nucky was. Like this guy doesn't even belong here. He's like faking he belongs here, right? No, I think I would, if I heard the term, yeah. I think I would know what it meant, but I would also be like, you just fucking made yeah, that yeah, word up. Yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah. Like, that, that's that's how I would I would work yeah. that. So, um, okay, so she's there, and um, it's this guy that she's met from the, um, uh, she's she's uh, auditioning to be on, uh, not on Broadway, on like the, the big screen, the silver screen. So, before we get to the end, let's go ahead and talk about this. Um, they are building her up to be a bigger character. Am I not mistaken? Yes. Yeah. You know what happens? It happens in such a short, like, rapid fire. Like, they build her up, and then they tear her right down. So, I guess, I guess you're right. Right, right, I right. right. Yeah, right. exactly. I I feel, and I actually, I, I distinctly remember, I mean, this is a big episode to begin with. But I distinctly remember this episode, and I remember thinking, oh, this girl is going to be a much bigger character later. Yeah, that's fair. Because mm-hmm. she's 
going to be on on in Hollywood and all of this. I was like, okay, I was like, they're going to come up with some storyline of her and not going to Hollywood. I, I, in my head, I'm like coming up with all these different stories, and then what happens happens. Right. And so I was really shocked by this, um, but this is who she's meeting with and. In in her apartment, she's got the okay the actor who is like the with the, the the shot of I don't even remember what he said. He's a fucking yeah. asshole. I just remember that like fart your pants or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, what? I was like, it's not even funny. Like it's not even like a okay, that's clever. It's just like, dude, you're an idiot. So uh, <clears throat> he meets he 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 gets done meeting with them and they go back to Jersey uh 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 not Jersey Village <laughs> Jersey Village um, sorry uh Atlantic City and she's like dyed her hair blonde which is the other thing where I was like oh hey she's going to be a big character she's doing a huge change to her character like her hair is now dyed blonde and was it a wig or it's blonde dyed I thought it was hmm. dyed. I always thought it was a, a wig, but it could be it was, dyed. It, it, and, uh, I mean, in realistically, like, it was probably a wig, but I thought she dyed it. Hmm. And she's a new character. She was, like, talking about her name. I don't remember what it was. It was, like, like Elliot, Big, <laughs> Elliot Big, Bingington. Sure. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. And, <clears throat> and so she's this new character, and so her... And Nucky and um, Rossine and Lucky, they're going to uh, the Babette's as they were like planning mm-hmm. on doing. And so they meet with Mr. Greasy, and I have, and that's how I have it in my. Oh, is this my who you guys called, Mr. Greasy. Greasy? Yeah, this is the guy. He was selling the silverware, right? I uh, I forget. I just I thought he was a, he was the one that was in um the 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 car when it was the quote unquote zombie that came out of nowhere. And, yeah, with the girl. Uh, he had the yeah, girl yeah, with yeah, him. Yeah. Yes, yeah, greasy, <laughs> greasy fucker. He's a greasy. He's a, he's a greasy piece of shit. So, um, they're talking with him. She's going in, and this is probably the I. Anybody that has watched the show, this is probably one of the biggest scenes of the entire series. I will say this. Like, there's two, there's, I would say there's, no, there's three. There's three scenes that are probably the biggest scenes of the entire series. And this is one of them. Her and Ducky are making eye contact, and we find out that, or we don't find out, we see Babette's fucking explodes. But... It's really artistic in the way that you see it because it's her looking back on him and you see this like light of fire kind of glowing along her face. Um, I don't know how else to describe it other than it's it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> like, but it's also horrifying at the same time. I love the way they use the audio because it kind of like everything slows down right before it happens. And Steve Buscemi's face is great because like... He's all happy just looking at her like, you know, he's kind of like, they're all talking business. I'm just looking at, like, my new girl or whatever. And all he just, his frown just, like, slightly changes. And you just know something's bad about, like, I I wish I could go back to when I watched this live because I just, I would have been like, what the hell's happening? Why is everything slow? Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, you know. 
I was going to ask, so, so when you watch this live, because this is a big scene. This is a huge scene. Not a big scene. This is a huge scene. Because, I mean, technically we lose two people that we can think of. We lose um, her. Okay, we lose Billy. But then we also lose Babette. Right. Right? Because she's not in it. She's not in it. And, and now you're granted, to be fair, she hasn't been in it this whole season. Okay. But we lose two huge people. And we lose Babette's the actual Sure, place. sure. Now, when you watch this life, what was your reaction when you saw it? I almost remember thinking it was a dream because there's no like the Boardwalk Empire hasn't done this like something the Boardwalk exploding like you know so that's why right. it's like oh man it's totally a dream um, and it's a little bit out of context for this show like usually the show has big sh- guns guns it's usually what's what's been everything. Um, this, yeah. I remember thinking it was a dream, and like next episode, it's like nothing happened. Really? Yeah, because this was way out of the show's character. Um, okay. And I'm gonna email you this link. So there's actually someone shooting like on their cell phone, shooting. Like I, I guess I should have gone back and asked, did you think this any of this is CGI? Because obviously some of it is in terms of where her face is, but the explosion. Is actually a hundred percent real. They literally blew up the boardwalk in Brooklyn. Um, there's a video someone has of, and they're literally filming the explosion. I can see that actually, yeah. because of the way that the fu- okay, and just because of my experience with watching movies and TV shows and things like that, the way the fire looked, I was like, this is too realistic. Yeah. For me to think that it's CGI. Now, uh, yeah, yeah, the same thing. Her face and all of that, like everything, where they, like that, yeah, CG, uh, that's CGI. But everything else, I assumed was practical effects. I, I yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's all real. Like literally, there's, there's a video where you can actually see they did it on like an on an August night. They actually literally blew up the boardwalk. You know, which I thought was pretty that's cool. Crazy. Yeah, I have I have it in my notes. The link here. No, I want to see that because I actually want to see like how they yeah. did everything. Like that's, oh, that's I think it's cool. a total shame that they didn't kill Mr. Greasy. Like he deserved to die and why not kill him? Yes. He totally should have died, you know. Well, and Okay, it uh okay, well, this is going to get into the next episode. I don't want to get into it too much, but I'm going to get I I I am a little bit. And then We'll talk about it more in the next episode. I wish to God they had shown um, Billy. Yeah. Like, I really wish they had shown her because from what I remember, we never see her body, right? Yeah. Spoiler alert, no. The, we never see her body. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think we ever see it, right? She she comes and, back up in season five in a way you may or may not understand. And we'll get there. You guys will get there in season okay. five. But I mean, but I mean, her, them bearing and stuff like that. We don't because um, the only reason I bring this up is when I was researching this episode uh, on AV Club and stuff like that. People were like, "Well, we never see her body. Maybe she's alive, and we'll see her again later." Like people were like, "Legitimately, I would be thinking, I would this- be thinking the same." And I remember th- thinking yeah, the same so- for a little bit. And so I was just like, "Okay, why didn't they show like just?" Show her a body. Like, just show it. But, you know, it is what it is, I guess. Uh, that's Boardwalk Empire, so. 
Um, it was just I don't know. It was it was just kind of a strange thing that they did that. So, um, but that's but that's ultimately how. And obviously, we know who it is that has done this because Margaret has told Jip what's going on. Av, I, I'll I'll even put this: people we were reading at the time period. So I don't feel bad seeing this as a spoiler or anything like that. On AV Club, on everything, everybody was saying Jip did this. Jip was a real person. So at this point, we're going to go ahead and say it's Jip that was responsible for it. Which, of all things, you're wanting to kill Nucky. You're wanting to kill Rothstein. You're wanting to kill Lucky. You choose to blow up a restaurant that they may or may not be in. Like, why the fuck would you do this? And this is where I'm giving, like, I don't know. I'm giving, like, a downplay to Jip at this point. That 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 he, he didn't do this? No, that he did. Oh, yeah, I, I think it's, there were people saying it wasn't him? No, 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 there were people that were, but people were like, well, he was, like, but there were people that were like, well, he had to blow it up to try to kill him, and I'm like, that's he's a horrible assassin at this point. Oh, oh, um, yes and no. I don't know if he could go on the boardwalk no, because we know who it was. We know who yeah, it was. Yeah, right. We we know it was Jip. That's not a surprise. It's not a surprise. It was Jip. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not the most efficient way. <laughs> I'll say that it's definitely not the best way to go about it. That's my big yeah. thing. Like I don't, I don't, I don't know. So, but we'll get into that obviously with later episodes. I just want to kind of bring that up now. Like, I don't know. So, um, that is all that I have for this episode. Anything? The only other thing I have is, and it's my one gripe with Boardwalk Empire, is Steve Buscemi would lose every fight on this show. So, when he (laughs) fights... No, 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 no. Uh, that dude's a firefighter. Oh, my I'm God. I'm going to take ahead. it one I'm step sorry. further. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He, the only person he wouldn't lose a fight to is Billy. And the only reason why I'm saying Billy, it, does, it doesn't even have to do with women. <laughs> I believe Margaret would kick his ass. I believe Jillian would kick his ass. The only reason why I'm saying Billy is because she has a small frame like he does. Like that girl maybe weighs 100 pounds. Other than that woman... Steve Buscemi, we got his ass kicked by everyone. Steve Buscemi no. is, is like, if that no. girl's a hundred pounds, Steve Buscemi is like eighty-five. Steve Buscemi is wiry as fuck, and he will kick everyone's ass, including mine and yours. No, so I would no <laughs> way. He would get destroyed, and especially by this younger dude. I just hate when they like, they're like in a struggle, Mister. Oh, really, Mister. Mister. Sultan, fart your pants. Is gonna beat Steve Buscemi? 1, no, fuck that. <laughs> no, I don't no, even think it's no. close. The way the way they filmed the fight, it's so unbelievable. In even the fight with Nucky, Eli, Eli, uh, I forget what his his name is in real life. Okay, Eli, uh, oh, oh, no, Eli no. that fight was Eli bullshit. Would, he wouldn't beat him up. He would kill him. Eli will win a fight. I believe that the guy, Mister Sultan or whatever, is. A weakling, and I believe Steve Buscemi could beat him. Wait, who? The Sultan, uh, the, the, oh, the no. actor. That, I say Sultan. That, that kid act- is too young. Um, no, j- j- just he's he's plus he's already drunk. Remember, he's drunk. Th- that means he would probably kill him. 
<laughs> like, oh my god, I didn't even know I was punching, and all of a sudden, and said, yeah, no shot. No way. Well, we'll find out one day. No. Steve, I need you on the show. We'll have a fight club. We'll go to my. We'll go to uh, uh, Miami, and we're gonna do a f- little fight club. I'm like Steve Buscemi vis- versus Rick- Victor. So I need this. Funny. Um, other than that, anything else? That's all I got. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you all so much for listening in. Um, uh, next week we should have uh, Christopher back on. Um, and so in the meantime, please, uh, write into us Facebook. We are on Facebook at bootlegging a boardwalk empire podcast. Send us anything on uh, Instagram at bootlegging.podcast and at, uh, Gmail at bootlegging.podcast at gmail.com. Please uh, send us in notes. Give us some ideas. Uh, we're in talks with a couple people for some special guest spots and, uh, we, we want to hear notes from everybody. <laughs> So, uh, write in, let us know what y'all are thinking, what we could be talking about differently, and until then, we'll do a little bit of chin wagging.